1: Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All
0: right, news roundup and information overload hour. Here's our toll-free number. It's 800 941 if you want to be a part of the program. All right, so we have a new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, Louisiana. Uh, this is him speaking immediately after being elected Speaker. Here's what he said.
2: Kevin has dedicated over two decades of his life to selfless public service, 16 of those years in this House. And you would be hard-pressed to find anybody who loves this institution more, or has contributed more to it. He is the reason we're in this majority today. His impact can never be overstated, and I, I want to thank him for his leadership, His friendship and the the selfless sacrifice that you and Judy have made for so many years. You you helped build it, Kevin, and we owe you a great debt of gratitude. I want to thank the dedicated and overworked staff of this beleaguered house. They accept praise so stoically, but... But Ms. Miss, Miss Susan Cole, our House Reading Clerk, and yes, yes. Listen, all the clerks and all the staff, you know they're terribly overworked. This has been a grueling process, but they have served an integral role in keeping our Republic, and we thank them for that service. I know we all do. I want to thank my dedicated wife of almost 25 years, Kelly. She's not here. We couldn't get a flight in time. This happened sort of suddenly. (laughs) But but we're going to celebrate uh, soon. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees in prayer to the Lord, and um, she's a little worn out. We all are. I want to thank our children, Michael and Hannah and Abby and Jack and Will. All of our children sacrifice. All of them do, and we know that. And um, there's not a lot of perks to being a a member of Congress's kid, right? And so I want to thank all of your families as well for what they endure and what they've had to endure for the last few weeks. We've been here a while. I, yeah. I, I want to thank my faithful mother, Jeannie Johnson, who bore me at the age of 17, and uh, my brothers Chris and Josh and my sister Laura and all their families and all of our extended family. And Louisiana family's a big deal, and we've got a bunch of them. Uh, I especially want to thank all the extraordinary people of the great state of Louisiana. We have never had a Speaker of the House hail from our state, and so they've been lifting us up. Uh, I I thank the the people of Louisiana for the opportunity to serve you in Congress, and I'm humbled by your continuous support. We will make you proud. To my colleagues, I I want to thank you all for the trust that you have instilled in me to lead us in this historic and unprecedented moment that we're in. The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now, and I will not let you down. I want to say to the American people, on behalf of all of us here, we hear you. We know the challenges you're facing. We, we know that, uh, that there's a lot going on in our country domestically and abroad, and we are ready to get to work again to solve those problems, and we will. Our mission here is to serve you well, to restore the people's faith in this house, in this great and essential institution. My dad, it was mentioned my dad was a firefighter. He was an assistant chief in the fire department in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, a little town in northwest Louisiana. On September 17, 1984, when I was 12 years old, he was critically... Uh, burned and permanently disabled in the line of duty all i ever wanted to be when i grew up was the chief of the fire department in shreveport um, but after the explosion on that fateful day he nearly died and it was a long road
0: back and it's changed all of our life trajectories i'm the oldest of four kids there's the new speaker uh, of the house mike johnson louisiana here with reaction as former speaker of the house new gingrich is with us I'll be honest. I was kind of blown away at them. He's funny. He's uh, he's a real great communicator. Uh, I'm surprised we have not seen him more often on television. Seems to be a guy that works hard behind the scenes more quietly. But I think America is going to get to know him. But he comes off as affable, self-deprecating, likable and seems to be if he sticks to the Newt Gingrich formula of 90, 10, 80, 20, 70, 30 issues he will be a successful speaker. I hope he listens. What's your reaction, Mr. Speaker?
3: Well, look, I think this is sort of an amazingly American moment. Uh, Here's a guy who has worked very hard. He's been a very aggressive lawyer on behalf of conservative causes, including religious liberty and right to life. He ended up in Congress, uh, worked very diligently, ended up as the vice chairman of of the conference, which is you know just sort of in the outer fringes of leadership um and then by a process of elimination it almost seemed like everybody who was truly important uh found that they had enemies and so uh, there was a process by which the conference got exhausted looked around and said we've got to find someone that we all of us can agree to trust and johnson emerged i mean i think i think that uh, he course, and I were both watching, it. it turned out that he and she follow each other on Facebook, so uh, I think that probably speaks well of him and her. <laughs>
0: that's uh, that's pretty funny. You know, let me go back to what I was just saying uh, in your intro- introduction, is if they stick to your strategy, which is, there are so many important issues that are, polling-wise, 90-10, 80-20, 70-30 issues. If he sticks to you know, getting reigning in government spending, if he sticks to securing our borders, uh, if he sticks to energy independence, if he sticks to, you know, really, really, really diligent, you know, keeping Biden's feet to the fire on foreign policy issues, and they use the power of the purse, I think he'll be a very successful speaker. Uh, if he deviates from that, I think that would be a huge mistake.
3: Well, I mean, the, the question will be, you I, I was watching last night, that. a Great picture, Kalista pointed out to me, that the, I think it's in Politico this morning, of everybody gathered around him as they announced that he was now going to be the nominee. And I noticed Elise Stefanik, and right behind him, has a huge smile. And I think if he can listen to the conference, you both have to listen to the American people and you have to listen to the conference, they're going to face some very tough decisions. Some of those decisions are going to make the hard right very angry, because they're unavoidable, uh, and there'll be purists who will be tempted. But my hunch is, and maybe I should say my hope is, that we've learned over the last three weeks that, that blowing up a speaker is very, very dangerous and can lead to a nightmare. And so I hope that even when people disagree, they will disagree within the process and not try to blow up the process. And He's going to have to pass some bills on a bipartisan basis. I mean, just, there's no practical way around it, given the size of the majority. But if you think that Israel surviving really matters, for example, uh, you're going to work out a bill that can be passed. Uh, some people won't like that. The question will be, can 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 Mike, Speaker Johnson... Can, listen to everybody well enough that they feel satisfied psychologically, even if they're not always going to win on policy, because that's just the nature of the business. You got 435 House members, 100 senators, a president, they're all negotiating, they all have agendas. Uh, and somehow you've got to be able to ride herd on that. And in a case where you have a four or five vote margin, you know, you don't, you, you, you don't have any great ability to just drive through things that are purely exactly what you want. And that of course drives some of our colleagues nuts. So I think the, the next big test will, will be, can he over the next three or four or five weeks get some very key things done in a way that the conference feels that it was the best outcome they could hope for in the current circumstance? And then can they shift and focus on winning a bigger majority next year so they can get a lot more things done? I mean, To your point about uh, what we do at at America's New Majority Project, where we're looking at polling data every week, um, we're looking for these 70, 80, 90 percentages. We just got a a startling number back. If, If you had to choose between a Republican who wanted to cut taxes and wanted to continue the Trump tax cuts versus a Democrat who wanted to allow the Trump tax cuts to expire and to raise taxes... It's now a 55 to 26 margin. And that's when you put in the word Republican. So you're you're peeling away, you know, people who normally wouldn't ever vote Republican. And yet the margin's literally slightly bigger than two to one. Now, that would say to me, and as it would have said to Ronald Reagan, well, I know one of the issues I want to campaign on next year uh, and, and let people choose between a tax increasing Democratic Party with a disastrous economic record. And the Republican Party, which is now produced, by the way, uh, a uh, balanced budget proposal coming out of the Budget Committee that would get you to balance, that has a clear path to a balance in 10 years. Uh, control spending, begins to reform government. Uh, if, if Speaker Johnson can now bring those kind of things forward, get people to focus on those kind of things, he could end up having a remarkably successful speakership, and it'll be classically American. It's proof, you know, America is not a country where we have a Putin or a De Gaulle or a Mao Zedong. America is a country where everyday folks have a chance to make amazing contributions to the future. I mean, nobody designated Henry Ford or the Wright brothers or Thomas Edison uh, or Elon Musk or anybody else. They went out and they did it. Well, we're about to see whether or not a guy from Shreveport, whose father was the the fire chief, um, whether or not he... Can now rise to this occasion, and every indication we have so far, people like him. Um, Brooke Rollins, who worked with him when she was in the Trump White House, said he's very solid, very affable. You could really get things done with him, uh, and I think that's that's a real tribute. So my my hunch is, people are exhausted, Republicans are exhausted. They want this to work. They're eager for this to work, and they're going to do everything they can to make him successful.
0: Well, it's imperative that it work. If they want a shot at the majority again, a lot of the promises that they made, they're just going to have to simply fulfill. Um, What I like about it on the one hand is for once now, if they follow through with the rest of their appropriations bills um, and they had completed four of the 12 of them, about about 70 percent of the budget, and they go through regular order and regular uh, the regular process uh, to get there and, and achieve that. Well, once they pass those bills, they will be sent over to the U.S. Senate. And at that point, they will return. And that's where the real battle begins. And that's going to be a moment of truth for, I think, the Republican Party in the House. Are they strong enough to stand together and say, no, we're not going along with another $2 trillion in Biden debt moving forward. We're not going to do it. And if you're going to shut down the government to do that, uh, we're not going to be a part of it. Then this is where I thought a missed opportunity was, rather than getting rid of McCarthy, is, you know, there was a 30-day uh, continuing resolution with an 8% across-the-board cut uh, that would also have funded border security by Chip Roy and Byron Donalds. That would have bought them time at that point, at that point, and they chose not to go that route. So what I'd like to see is the pressure now shift to the Senate, and the pressure now shift to Biden. And I think that all of that is going to happen if they stay together. They'll win together or they'll lose together. There's not going to be some winners and some losers. Thoughts?
3: Well, I was I was encouraged in part because my, my sister Susan, who lives in Tennessee, um, wrote me a note this morning and said she had been donating to him because uh, the Senate Conservative Group had told her early on that this was a great guy. He deserved her support. And she was thrilled because she sees him as precisely the kind of solid, you know, not noisy, but very stable, very solid. And I think that the, the Speaker has enormous power uh, as an institution to say to the Senate, no, we're not going to do that, or to say to the President, no, we're not going to do that. That's the whole purpose of the power of the person, the Constitution, residing in the People's House. And my hunch is that that Speaker Johnson is going to be very pleasant, but very firm simultaneously.
0: If that's the case, I would argue that that would be a winning formula for every Republican in the House. Uh, and you would know, because you're the last Speaker of the House to ever balance the budget. did it four years in a row, and it hadn't been balanced for decades prior to that, and it hasn't been balanced since. Um, and anyway, uh, this, this is an opportunity for them. And I would look at this as a new start, a new beginning, and hopefully all the things that you're advising them to do, they will follow up on. Because if they do, they can be successful. And if they're successful, the country wins. This is about the country winning. It's not about a party winning. Uh, Mr. Speaker, thank you, sir. We always appreciate you being with us. Thank you. Quick break, right back. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider Now, bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds when it hits your doorstep Well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign-up when you use the promo code SEAN, S-E-A-N, and go to hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com, promo code SEAN, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today, hometitlelock.com, promo code SEAN. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. the exact same service now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iphones and androids just go to puretalk.com slash sean sean make the switch today that's puretalk.com slash sean do it now you save an additional 50 percent off your first month make the switch to pure talk so you can afford to travel this summer you know a violent crime is committed in america every 24 seconds when it hits your doorstep Well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com.
1: Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink, under the thumb of the IRS, and controlled with a digital dollar. That's why thousands of hardworking patriotic Americans are opting out by diversifying their savings with precious metals like gold and silver. And guess what? Sean Hannity is doing the same. He's been purchasing precious metals like gold and silver from the top-rated company, Goldco. Goldco is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one-rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. And they've placed over $2 billion in precious metal sales for people just like you. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. That's right, up to $10,000 in bonus silver but only while supplies last. So if you're looking to diversify your savings, visit HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver, so don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com. HannityGold.com. That's HannityGold.com.
0: Now the extremism just never seems to stop. Um, You've got Obrar, I don't know how to quite say it, Omaish a pro-palestinian school board member objecting to a moment of silence for the victims of these terror attacks by Hamas just like it I'll play that and I'll play you know the Cornell professor you know that's exhilarated and just inspired by what Hamas did by killing 1400 innocent people and taking hundreds hostage anyway listen
4: I wasn't expecting what seemed to be a sneak attack after we had discussed Uh, making sure we represent all children in the ways that we speak and when we speak. Um, So it's disappointing that my colleagues would do that behind my back after conversations that I had with them um, in in saying that a statement represents everybody's views. Um, But many are thinking about the incredible devastation and human suffering unfolding today in Israel and Palestine. And we mourn the loss of hundreds of innocent civilians killed and homes destroyed this week alone and the thousands over the decades all of whom should have been prevented. It might seem simple, aggressors attacking families in a state seeking vengeance, but we often sympathize with and humanize the side that we relate to and the side that looks more like us or that our biases guide us towards. But doing so obscures the root of the violence. Centuries of human history teach us that escalations happen when problems are ignored, realities are denied, and voices are censored when one narrative dominates from the world stage all the way to our classrooms. We do our students no favors by calling for peace and being unwilling to back what peace requires. As the old civil rights adage goes, no justice, no peace. When we are unwilling to call out the global human rights organiz- what global human rights organizations have called an apartheid regime of occupation that has been violating international agreements year after year and killing thousands of innocent civilians over decades, we are lying to our children. When we don't give space to hear the Palestinian narrative, we buy into a rhetoric that negates not only the humanness of Palestinians, but justifies the indiscriminate retaliation against the population. When teachers are written up for teaching the full context, warned that it might threaten their position or are reprimanded for sharing a get-to-know-me board with a Palestinian flag on it, then we allow only the occupier's narrative to exist.
5: What has Hamas done? Hamas has shifted the balance of power. Hamas has punctured the illusion of invincibility. That's what they've done. You don't have to be a Hamas supporter to recognize them. Hamas has changed the terms of debate. The Israeli officials are right. Nothing will be the same again. Nothing will be the same again. Hamas has challenged the monopoly of violence. And in those first few hours, even as horrific acts were being carried out, many of which we would not learn about until later, there are many Gazans of goodwill, many Palestinians conscious, who abhor violence, as do you, as do I, who abhor the targeting of civilians, as do you, as do I, who were able to breathe. They were able to breathe for the first time in years. It was exhilarating. It was exhilarating. It was energizing. And if they weren't exhilarating shifting of the balance of power, then they would not be human. I was exhilarated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't believe that in this day and age that you would have a, a, so many people sympathizing and and defending the terrorist attacks brought to Israel. Not a war they sought, not a war they wanted, but it will be a war that they win. Anyway, joining us for comment on this is Chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, uh, Chairman Jason Smith, of Missouri. Uh, sir, welcome uh, back to the program. Are you as shocked as I am at at how many people we have learned in this country? How many people are, you know, at the highest levels in some of our most prestigious universities? that have been out there vocally supporting the terrorists responsible for the death of so many Israelis and the hostage taking of so many innocent men, women, children?
6: I am not just shocked. I'm disgusted by these statements in support of Hamas that we've seen in recent days it is an understatement. Celebrating, excusing, or downplaying the horrific rape, torture, and murder of innocent people is the same thing as supporting violence or or even calling for it. Releasing such statements or even failing to condemn them is unforgivable and runs counter to our values as a nation. And that is why I am so upset with what's going on with these these. Tax-exempt organizations, these public universities that have tax-exempt special treatment are allowing this kind of behavior and stuff to happen on their campus and not not disavowing it. It's absolutely unacceptable. These universities are all about preferred speech if it is about defunding the police, if it's about just protecting Israel it's madness and, and the fact they're not disavowing it shows that they are compliant with it
0: let me ask you uh, and I'm, I'm glad you're so outspoken about it congressman let me ask you about this election of speaker Mike Johnson from Louisiana I thought he gave a very good speech today actually um, and uh, there's there's a lot to like about him and his record part of the Republican study group uh, what are your thoughts
6: John Mike is a great American. I nominated him to lead the largest conservative caucus within the Republican conference back in 2018, which is called RSC, the Republican Study Committee.
0: And he and By the way, wouldn't the Freedom Caucus take a little issue with that?
6: With him being a member of the Republican Study Committee?
0: That which one is the most conservative?
6: Oh, well, they would have. It's the largest
0: conservative. Oh, the largest. No, they are conservative. I. St- you are correct. And uh, But I, I thought you said the most. I'm sorry. I stand corrected.
6: I may have said the most. I apologize. But it's definitely the largest um, conference with caucus within our conference. Um, and so he's also serving on the Judiciary Committee. He um, is a constitutional lawyer, um, and he is a product of the working class. The Republican Party is the party of the working class. I have no doubt that he'll understand the policies and values that affect small businesses, family farmers, and working-class Americans, and he'll be able to help, help, help bring the Republican Party together and move forward for the, for the next 15 months that we're in the majority.
0: What are the top priorities that you see for this this now newly opened, hopefully newly energized Republican Party in the House?
6: Without a doubt, we have to have policy wins on securing our border. What's going on at the southern border is atrocious and no administration should be allowed to allow that conduct to be taken forward. And so we need to be very strategic of where we can get policy wins on and protecting the security of our southern border. When you look at inflation going up 17.9% since Joe Biden took the oath of office, we have to address inflation. It affects every American. It's harder for them to put food on their table, clothes on their backs, or gasoline in their cars. And one way to do that, is look at a debt commission, and I appreciated hearing Mike Johnson say that in his speech because those are the things that we need to do. 75% of the spending at the federal level is all mandatory. It's automatic, and a debt commission is the only thing that can help us get that under control.
0: Well, if they don't get it under control, how many more years can we have $2 trillion of new Biden debt? I don't know how long that can last and how long how sustainable that all is, but... Um, you know, uh, what is the latest? I, I know things have gotten delayed, you know, with the speaker upheaval that had gone on. Um, glad it finally got resolved today. I knew eventually it would. Um, now that it's resolved, what does that mean for your investigation? We have three committees now investigating what I call the Biden family uh, syndicate. Or if you're in Fulton County, Georgia, enterprises, the term they prefer. Um, But that is about Joe Biden's involvement in this family business, the lies that he has told, uh, the amount of money that is involved is tens of millions of dollars, Uh, the bank accounts, the the shell corporations, everything in between. Uh, Where does that investigation stand as it relates to your committee and James Comer's committee and Jim Jordan's committee?
6: You know, I'm so thankful that we have the Speaker of the House because... It has been difficult um, in continuing the investigations in regards to the Biden family business entities. And I'll tell you, there is so much material that we are going through in the House Ways and Means Committee, the Judiciary Committee, and the Oversight Committee. And and the connections that the IRS whistleblowers that came before my committee to the bank records that Jamie Comer is releasing is showing that they're both aligning, they are matching. And it shows that clearly, if you follow the money, it leads to numerous members of the Biden family, including Joe Biden.
0: So how soon do you think before this really gets, we keep hearing from the media, there's no evidence, no evidence, no evidence. Okay. Um, I see a, a, a plethora of evidence as it relates, you know, Joe said he was never involved, never talked to his son, his brother, or anybody for that matter. Well, we know that's a lie. We know about phone calls he's been on over 20 that we know of for sure. Uh, We know about meetings with Russian oligarchs and others at Cafe Milano. Again, things that he said never happened. Uh, We know about tens of millions of dollars going into the coffers of the Biden family, including Hunter, and that it looks like Joe's actions as president, in the case of Burisma, he took official state actions as vice president that had a direct result of financially benefiting his son. Uh, What did his son with no experience do to get all of this money? Um, That has yet to be determined. What did the grandchildren do? That is yet to be determined. Uh, How active was the Department of Justice that I believe has been weaponized? Were they in covering up and assisting and aiding and abetting the cover-up of of all of these activities of Joe and Hunter Biden and the family? Uh, I'd like answers to that, too. How soon can we expect these answers?
6: You know, exactly the stuff that you laid out shows how complex it is, and that's why you have Judiciary Oversight and natu- uh, Ways and Means Committee all involved in it. Judiciary is going through the weaponization and how the Department of Justice definitely gave preferential treatment to to President Biden and his son. The whistleblowers highlighted instances where 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 the evidence was leading to President Biden, and you had in, prosecutors in the Department of Justice saying, "Under no circumstances um, can we look into that." I, that's not how investigations work, unless there's preferential treatment. We clearly see that from what the IRS whistleblowers gave us. The IRS whistleblowers just a couple weeks ago, Sean, provided information to the Ways and Means Committee that we released highlighting numerous aspects of where they tracked that there was official activity done by Joe Biden that was connected to Hunter Biden and the Biden family. For example, Hunter Biden even flew on Air Force Two um, to Mexico to meet with a billionaire individual who he well he flew
0: on air force 2 to go to china and asia didn't he and and financial deals were made then
6: numerous examples and you're exactly right all these countries and clearly he was showing that there's an open door to his father and that is the only reason why people would give hunter biden and the biden family millions of dollars is because they bought access to joe biden
0: Will the American people know, beyond any doubt at all whatsoever, all of the details of all of this by the time November of 2024 comes around?
6: Let me tell you, Jim Jordan and myself and Jamie Comer are going to do everything we can to make sure that the American people see the truth. The administration is pushing back on us every step, but let me tell you. I, I can I, I cannot stand prouder with two individuals as Jim Jordan and Jamie to have my back when we're pushing against this administration.
0: Chairman Jason Smith, appreciate you being with us. 800 941 Sean our number. Keep up the good work, sir. You know, occasionally something great comes along and it's a game changer and a game changer for the better. You know, microwave ovens, GPS navigation, cell phones, even the automobile. Start with the Model T, all right, and work your way down to where we are today, like the Corvette Z06 with the Z07 package, which I just happen to love. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. we got a great Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News channel. Uh, we'll check in. Yes, we have a new speaker. We'll check in with former speaker Newt Kingrich. He'll weigh in on whom mike johnson is we'll give you a full background on who he is uh we'll get to all of that Nikki haley is on tonight jim jordan has breaking news from the house judiciary committee uh that he will share and break tonight on hannity piers morgan emily campano and much more set your dvr hannity nine eastern fox we'll see you tonight back here tomorrow thank you for making this show possible